Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And it's the Daily Ticket, and you are listening to Sean Brace here on the radio and joining us right now. Every Wednesday, we're joined by this fine gentleman who is a leading the ship over at thelibertyline.com and holding it down at Rush Order Tees. As always, great to have the great Drew Smith on with us. Drew, good afternoon. How you doing today, sir? Sean Brace, how are we, my friend? Oh, ready to rock, ready to go. And uh, Always. Look, let's just jump right into it, Drew. I want to know who you got backup quarterback training camp. I knew, see, <laughs> this is a problem because I knew once I tweeted at you today, I told you I did not want to talk about Eagles training camp. This is exactly what um, you're yeah. going to do. But I will say one note about training camp. I thought I, Jalen Hurts is always, you know, great behind a microphone. He's always saying things. Um, and I'm just happy, which should have been expected, of him turning down that yes. Netflix show quarterback, not once, but twice. Mm. Yeah, saw that so too. Not, he didn't do it last season. He's not doing it next season either. And I, that should have been expected, though, because Jalen Hurst doesn't do that type of stuff. He he said not at this time, and he said he didn't feel like the season was right. Is that something that Jalen could do probably five years from now? I could see that. But you're right. Right now, Jalen Hurts, who he is, uh, everything that, that we envision him to be behind the scenes, which it, from all accounts, every player, every uh, everybody that comes in touch with this guy, it's the real deal. He is a leader, true and true. And I, and I just think having those cameras around, look, I got nothing but respect for a guy like Patrick Mahomes being able to juggle both. But Well, he has Super Bowl rings. That's why. Yep. Yep, and and life is a little easier for for Patrick Mahomes because he's won and he's got the ability and 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 you know what? At the same time, it's not Philadelphia, either, right? You know, I, it's, right. Philly's a different world. I don't have to tell you that. Uh, you know, all we got to do is ask Trey Turner, and that's of course where I want to go when we start talking about some fills. But all kidding sure. aside, as far as the training camp is concerned, I got nothing. I'm right there with you. Right. Like, I'm not one of these guys that follow, oh my goodness, you know, Jalen Hurts was 15 of 18 inside the Reds. Like, that stuff means nothing to me. But it is interesting to just, you know, be an Eagles fan and you're a guy that goes to every home game and, and then some. You travel to games, you cover the game, uh, for the, 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 the LibertyLine.com. I'm just asking though, from afar, if you had to give me a storyline that interests you at all for this training camp up through preseason, <laughs> one storyline. Is there anything? Because I will give you one. The one that stood out to me the most is I want to see these coordinators hit the ground running because you can't learn on the job in the NFL. And, you know, you got Brian Johnson taking over for, you know, Shane Steichen, who was calling plays. Sean Desai taking over for, you know, on the defensive side. So I did, that's what training camp is so important. I know the players are getting shape and, of course, the rookies and all that. But these coordinators got to figure it out and figure it out real fast. Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, like you said, I, I spend five months of my life surrounded by the Eagles, whether I'm writing about them, talking about them. I go to every home game. I'm going to a bunch of away games this year. So, like, I just don't have the mental capacity to really care about a training camp and stuff. But I will say on the defensive side of the ball with a new coordinator and that linebacker, 
uh, our linebacker unit with uh, a lot of new faces, a lot of young faces, Nicobe Dean, um, our draft picks. I, I mean, that is that somewhat intriguing because that that's new. On the offensive side of the ball, Brian Johnson, everyone, I'm not even worried about that at all because Nick, Nick Sirianni is smart enough to realize how dominant they were offensively last year. So I don't think you really have to change much. You might add some new things to it, but offense, I, I'm not worried about that at all. Defense, it'll be interesting to see because, one, no one really liked Jonathan Gannon while he was here, and two, we have a lot of new faces uh, specifically around uh, our linebacker unit. So, uh, look, if you're going to f- pull one intriguing thing about training camp out of it, there you go. I gave you. You did. You did. I forced it, but, you know, I thought it was a good take. I thought it was a good take. Have you ever, you know, what's really, you know, Sports Talk Radio, and we don't do that here, uh, but I know it's an easy day for the host when the schedule comes out, right? And you take those phone calls, yeah. and Bob from Chalfont or uh, or Pete from uh, uh, Upper Darby calls, and he's like, well, I got him going uh, eight, uh, eight and nine, you know, and that sort of deal, whatever it may be, 17 games. I got my math wrong yesterday, so make sure my, na- my math is right today. Um, when you looked at the schedule, and I, as you just said, you go to every game, it's a pretty difficult schedule. Last question on the Eagles. Are you worried at all when it comes to the schedule, right? Like last year, this team got everything right, 14-3. and three. Um, They lost games that really didn't matter. Of course, when you're that successful, you you get the first place schedule. And, I mean, Drew, when I was looking at the schedule just uh, two days ago, really is the first time that I actually sunk my teeth into it. You know, there it's a difficult stretch. If you look at, like, week seven is the Dolphin. Or, no, it, it goes uh, Cowboys at home. Chiefs away, Bills home, 49ers home, Cowboys away, Seahawks away, Giants at home. Like, that's a pretty good stretch. And I know it's the NFL. You got to win or you're going to be passed off. Are you concerned at all just as far as the difficulty of schedule for this upcoming year? No, I'm not really, to be honest with you. And I I know it's a very hard schedule. I'm not saying it's not. um, But I think the Eagles last year and this offense proved that they can compete with literally anyone in the league. I mean, the Super Bowl was there for the taking. I was the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll be playing them on November 20th. Um, And every other team, especially in the NFC, we kind of just steamrolled over last year. There wasn't really, I mean, look at the way we did to the 49ers. I don't care if Brock Purdy was a quarterback or not. Um, I, I, I don't know. Just based on last year alone and what we did to any team that kind of stepped in our way, uh, I, I think you have to be confident no matter how hard the schedule is. Yeah, I'm right there with you. You got to believe in Jalen Hurts, and if, as long as he's upright, everything's going to be fine on that side of the ball. Defensively, we'll find out who's real and who's not. Uh, but it is some, somewhat of a concern because they're going to be younger, and there's going to be a lot of change. I think I right. read this morning five to six possible positions will be different from this from uh, last year to this year. So again, you know, it's going to work itself out, and everybody will have their opportunity after right. we get through preseason, and of course, you get that first game on the road against New England. All right, let's talk about a team that is in action, that is playing games that matter, and we're fast approaching yeah. a, a trade deadline right now. Big win by the Phillies last night. They're playing the Baltimore Orioles again this evening at Citizens Bank Park, and it's got the vibe, doesn't it? It has the the October baseball vibe in my mind. You're talking about two of the better teams in baseball here. Uh, we know what the Orioles are capable of with their record alone. Um, but uh, Trey Turner, he's the talk. 
and I know I see I see kind of mixed. I do. I see some people telling me I'll buy every bit of Trey Turner stock. I'm not asking you if you could do it all over again, would you? But, man, 11 years, it's a long time. Uh, he is not seeing the ball well. He's you know kicking the ball. He had two errors two nights ago, went 0-4 last night. Are you concerned about Trey Turner closing out this season? I don't want to talk about next year. Are you concerned about him closing out this year? And, of course, he's a huge piece of the puzzle. He's batting you know at the top of the order or second in the order, excuse me. Where do you stand as far as Trey Turner this year right now? I, I mean, look, I, obviously Trey Turner's not been playing well. I mean, he pretty much came to Philly with a career batting average of 300, right? And I think he's, what, at 240 mm-hmm. right now? Yep. So he's playing well below what he's capable of actually doing. I don't know. I, I mean, for the rest of this year... Are we going to be, you know, in the postseason again with someone like Nick Castellanos that we had last year uh, struggling to, you know, come up in big spots? I I mean, I certainly hope not. I don't think all hope is lost, though, either. Mm. Um, It'll be interesting. And maybe it is the fact that, you know, when players come to Philadelphia, Bryce Harper had a very bad debut season in Philadelphia. We all saw what Castellanos did last year, another bad debut season. Now we're seeing it with Trey Turner. I I think there is a lot of pressure coming to Philadelphia and the way that people follow the Phillies um, and what people expect out of you. And when you sign a $300 million contract for a a decade long, um, you know, maybe, uh, you know, that caught up to Trey, but I I don't, I, I think the Phillies are in a great spot to make the playoffs. Everyone in the wild card, I'm not really scared of. I mean, it's the Diamondbacks, the Giants. Um, it's just, I, I think the NL is there in the wild card, and we're, we're going to safely get into it But when it's all said and done. But, um, yeah, Trey Turner's been struggling. I mean, but over the last week and a half, every single player on the Phillies, and really in the National League outside of the Phillies team, has been struggling too, which, you know, would have been nice to make up some ground there. But, Overall, I think the Phillies are in a good position, and you just kind of have to hope that Trey Turner is going to return uh, somewhat to form. I mean, law of averages has to kick in eventually. So you would like to believe. We'll yeah, no, I'm right yeah. there on you um, with that one. Um, talking to Drew Smith from thelibertyline.com. Joins us every Wednesday. Uh, curious, you know, I'm not trying to compare them because they're not the same, two different sports, but... It is interesting where the expectations are somewhat similar, and and you were a big Ben Simmons guy. I, I bought a t-shirt. Oh, I bought I a, still am. Yeah, I know you are. I bought a t-shirt the other day. You're gonna hate me. I don't know if you saw it, um, but I bought the t-shirt that said uh, "Shoot a three, you coward." <laughs> it's Ben <Yeah>. Simmons. <laughs> so now I own that t-shirt. I mean, dude, that 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 t-shirt's like five years. Old. What are you doing to yourself? Yeah, I bought- why, why, why are you? You're obsessed with Ben Simmons. He will, yeah, the Ben Simmons hate will always be with me. But, but putting him to the side right now, I'm curious how you think we should handle Trey Turner. What would you say to a Philly sports fan that goes to the game and, of course, Trey Turner has an error. He's one for four. He's striking out in a big eighth inning spot. Like, how should we handle Trey Turner? Should this be a spot where, come on, man, you know, we cheer him on? Or is that past? That ship has sailed. Dude, you got to produce. Look, Trey Turner knew what he was walking into when he signed with the Phillies. I mean, he's like best friends with Bryce Harper. Their family be on vacations. 
I mean, Harper's been booed in this town. We all saw what Nick went through last year. Um, I mean, look, that's just part of the job when you come to Philadelphia. He can handle it. And I understand, look, he's probably going to get booed if he's not hitting the baseball. And, you know, maybe that's rightfully so. But we'll see. I mean, Philly fans in general are just so dramatic. It's like they forget every single year that not every single player is going to perform on a nightly basis and that every single team in Major League Baseball will go through stretches of games where they look absolutely horrible and can't buy a hit to save their lives. I mean, we combined for what? It was like a one for 25 over like the, against the Baltimore Orioles in that first game into last night before Bryce Harper kind of snapped him out of there with the solo home run. And then we all saw with Bryson Stott and Al Boehm did with Harper on base later in the inning. So I think, Last night's win, hopefully, was that turning point, and uh, we're kind of getting through that lull in Phillies baseball because it's been miserable to watch them. But hopefully Ranger Suarez gets it done tonight. You take two or three from the best team in the American League, and then where do we go to Pittsburgh, which uh, we always lose in Pittsburgh, so that's not going to go well. And then uh, we come back home against the Giants, who are right in the mix for a wildcard spot. So, We're kind of in crunch time right now, and I think overall, including Trey Turner, I mean, people are going to be pissed when they're playing bad, and people are going to be happy when they're playing good. That's just kind of how the baseball season goes. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot for Trey because he had the unbelievable success in the World Baseball Classic, and then, you know, he's a great baseball player. He is. He's just in his own head right now. Like, that's my only take and like who am I to judge Trey Turner the guy's been doing it his whole life he's he's about the size of Vic Williams and he's mashing the ball you know 400 450 like what he was um he obviously knows what he's doing I just think he's a little bit trying to do too much at this point in time and well for for all the great things that Kevin Long has done as a hitting coach um I mean you saw what he did without boom kind of got Reese Hoskins back on track after that whole launch angle fiasco with Gabe Kapler. And, hmm. um, you know, he, he kind of fixed Mickey Moniak as well, too, um, even though he's not on the team anymore. But the approach is at the plate that the Phillies take. I mean, it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Nick's on record, and he's just like, hey, I, I just go up there and try to hit the baseball. Okay, fine. But for everyone else, and situational hitting and, um, you know, just being smart at the plate, it is frustrating watching the Phillies. I mean, Trey Turner is one of the biggest victims of it. He chases that slider down and away yep. out of the strike zone. Ugly. Almost every single at bat. Makes you lose your mind. And I, if I can see it and you can see it, then what <laughs> – what is going on in that dugout where you can't be like, hey, they are going to throw this pitch to you every single at-bat because you continue to swing at it. He does it every single time. I, I don't understand it. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, Kevin Long, I, he, he 
can fix a baseball swing, Brandon Marsh, you name it. But um, these approaches just have to get better. And I, I think that will come once you start winning some consistent games. I mean, we win five, we lose five. Yeah. We, uh, you know, win three series in a row, we lose three series in a row. So I don't really think the Phillies have even peaked yet. And no. probably after the trade deadline, hopefully you add another right-handed bat, and then you play, I believe, 19 of 24 games at home in the month of August. Mm. So that's going to be the run. I mean, you're going to have your home crowd behind you, hopefully uh, cheering you and not booing you. (laughs) But uh, the month of August is going to be big because it it tightens up there with all the other teams in the NL, and they have hard schedules, and we enter a uh, huge 19 of 24 games at home. So – We'll see what, how it all shakes out come September, but I think by that point uh, we're going to be in a really good position. I think Dave Dombrowski's going to add some uh, key pieces to this team next week. He has to. He has to. Yeah, I would imagine everyone's going to be cheering except for the guy wearing a middle finger on his head. The hell is that guy? Yeah, about? I don't like that guy. Who is I that didn't guy? like that guy. Who is he? I don't know. I was trashing him last night. I didn't like how everyone had him posted up thinking he was cool. He, just, he was out there trying to start the wave. Yeah, that's that's a bomb. I hate the wave. Yeah, nobody can start the wave. The wave isn't. And it's a two-one ball game. He's yeah. just wearing a middle finger thing, and we're a half game out of a playoff spot. It's not like the Flyers where they're <laughs> we're just a dumpster and everyone had paper bags on his on their heads. That made a lot more sense. But when you are a half game out of the wild card, playing the best team in the American League, going through a skid right now, and he is out there with a middle finger on his head, trying to make it all about him. That fat, disgusting, stretched-out John Crux shirt and that smelly finger mask? Get out of here. He's banned from Citizens Bank Park. Ban him. I'm right there with you on that one. Ban him, please. Yeah, no wave. Uh, unless it is, like a, like you said, a blowout or a team that has nothing to root for. Uh, yeah, or if you're throwing hot dogs in there. I like when the, I liked the dollar dog wave. Yeah, that was fun. When everyone was throwing hot dogs in there, that was good. But, like, a wave... With that type of outfit on in the middle of a 2-1 game, luckily Bryce Harper, you know, picked us up there. But, um, yeah, hopefully last night was kind of a launch point uh, to the next uh, two months of the season, really. And uh, I really want Marcus Stroman and Cody Bellinger here. Yeah, sign me up for both. I just don't know what they're going to be able to flash as far as money is concerned because this team already spends a boatload of money. So I'm... I'm uh, tempering. Both. Trade every single prospect we have. Who cares? Yeah, I, I don't care. I just, you got to believe that they don't have empty pockets. This isn't George Steinbrenner here, right? You know? John Middleton's worth like over a billion dollars. No, he's you're. He's on record saying that he wants to build the greatest baseball team <laughs> of all time. That's what he said. Go- he said nothing else matters besides putting trophies in or hardware in the trophy cases. That's what he told the city of Philadelphia at the start of this season. So go out there, get Marcus Stroman, get Cody Bellinger, and let's go win a World Series. I, like I don't care about prospects. Are you of, of the belief, which I, I'm about to get tattooed across my back. Go for it. That says no prospect is untouchable. I like that. I like that. I think Ray Lewis was saying that a couple. Oh, no, that was like thou shall not prosper. Sorry. Um, yeah. Ray Lewis. Well, yeah, I think that was more of a biblical thing, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you, man. Trade anybody. None of these prospects matter to me. Painter, I believe, was going to be untouchable even for Shohei. I don't think they would have traded yeah. Painter for Shohei, but regardless. Well, that's like the most ridiculous thing ever. I hope that's not true. Like, <laughs> I, might, I just got like, I 
very angry when he said they, that. They loved Painter, and they do still. Obviously, he just had uh, the Tommy John surgery yesterday, but uh, previous to that, even like two months before, where there was hope he was going to pitch, some of the word that I got in uh, from some people down there connected was that Painter was completely yeah. untouchable. But anyways, uh, let's uh, finish on this one. Drew Smith, once again, thelibertyline.com, and my man loves him some West Virginia Mountaineer mm-hmm. football. Do you know what your no, I don't. Do you know what your win total is for this upcoming <laughs> season? I don't know what four, four <laughs> like, and a half. Dude, <laughs> dude, it's all, Good God! Let me tell you, West Virginia athletics has been on a steady decline since the glory days when I was there with Pat White, Steve Slade, yes. Owen Schmidt, Geno Smith, followed with Stemman Bailey, Tavon Austin, McAfee. and then we had a little. Yeah, Ma- oh, McAfee was there. He dropped me on my head when I was taking a keg. <laughs> he did. He said I kicked. I didn't kick. I was about to beat him in a keg stand and he dropped me on my head. Was he was he skinny back in those days? Could did you have a realistic shot? Because he's kind of beefed up. He's a he's a big boy. No, he he was always kind of like a stocky guy. One of my buddies I, I met down in Morgantown lived in the offensive line house on Grant Ave down in uh downtown Morgantown and right next door uh was Pat McAfee and his guys. Um so we we party with him every now and then, but uh, he was always kind of stocky. He used to have the long blonde hair. He was a he was just an animal, really. He was yeah. a party animal too. Still is. Well, everyone was dubbed it, yeah. but um, now West Virginia football's in shambles. Uh, our basketball program's in shambles too. So uh, I don't know. We're going to lose to Penn State by maybe seventy opening oh, weekend. I didn't even look at that. But I'll number. tell you what, if we beat Penn State and go into Happy Valley, I, I you'll never hear the end of it. Yeah. Uh something tells me when you're an underdog such as you are in that one, um, I don't know if we should count on that. Anyways, I'm looking oh, it's actually no. not that bad. It's only twenty. It's a seven thirty kick. Stranger things have happened. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Dubby likes to win those games. I know who I'm cheering for in that one. Even, even though I think yesterday I was saying how I would like to see somebody beat Michigan or Ohio State and for the Big Ten, anybody. And I said, yeah, I would even yeah. take Penn State. Uh, but you know what? Sign me up for an, a loss for the Nittany Lions. So I'll put up here versus West Virginia. <laughs> Drew, there all, we go. Always, now we're talking. always great to get you on, my friend. You know that. we got a big, big football season coming up here. Yeah. August is going to be a lot of fun. Can't thank you enough. We'll continue to read you over at thelibertyline.com. Hardest working man in Philadelphia sports media. You want a question? You know, go check them out. Go check them out at the Good Liberty luck. Line. You demand you will catch up down the road, sir. See ya. Boom, there he is. Once again, Drew Smith on the Gambler Hotline. All right. Yeah, West Virginia opening up versus Penn State. 20-point spread there. And I want to get the date on this because there's a lot of change as far as, or not change, but well, that's on September 2nd. Jansen and I are going to Vegas. We'll be out there for the 23rd through the 26th, okay? This was my my dilemma when we booked this flight. When we booked the trip and the fine folks over there at Circa are putting us up and treating us like kings. It's going to be unbelievable. We'll have more details. We're broadcasting live on Thursday and Friday. If you've been to Vegas, you know this. You can't do four nights. You just don't. You can't do it. You do not do anything over three nights in Vegas. I've been to Vegas probably 10 times. I think closer to 12, but I'll say 10. And what I remember about a lot of my trips were the two times that I went for four nights, 
I don't remember doing much the final night. I know the one night I didn't do anything, and I just stayed in because, yeah, Vegas for three nights is all you need. That's all it comes back to. So my dilemma was college football officially kicks off on the 26th, and we're leaving town. But I asked Jansen, I said, dude, it's going to make the che- the trip a little bit cheaper if we do come home after the show's on, on Friday and then we come home Saturday morning and he was like, yeah, let's do that. And I'm right. You know, look, officially college football kicks off on that Saturday and I'm not complaining because we will have live action, Tracy, but Navy and Notre Dame is the best game on the card. And Notre Dame's a 20 point favorite at two thirty PM kickoff. USC's an action against San Jose state 30 and a half point spread. Ohio and San Diego state's a pretty tight spread, but I don't really have much juice for any of those games. So save my soul, save my liver, save some money in my wallet, come home on that Saturday morning. Uh, looking forward to really breaking some news on that trip as we get a little closer because we are going to have some special guests. It's going to be a jam-packed two days filled with nothing but great content making and two live shows live from Stadium Swim in beautiful Las Vegas. I can't wait. Jansen's first time. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. From Drew Smith, we're going to keep the party going. We got Roy Burton coming up next, our fantasy guru. Be sure to follow Roy at the BS line and at GT Decision is where you can get all his fantasy uh, conversation, all of his posts, everything that he puts out daily at GT Decision. Here's what I got for you, though. A little bit of breaking news. Um, tomorrow, I'm, I'm very cautious to put this out because you know, I've been burned before. And you know what? It happens to the big dogs. Because the other day I was watching CBS Sports in the morning, and it was Boomer and Geo, and they got big time by Keith Hernandez. He stood him up, 8 a.m., was so, supposed to be live, didn't do the hit, didn't show up. I don't know if he popped on after 9 o'clock, whatever. But these things happen in the radio world because we're live, we're moving, constantly action happening. But tomorrow, or excuse me, on Friday, I am told that one of, if not in the conversation, I, I mean, look, Jerry Rice is Jerry Rice. But top three, without a doubt, and I know this came up the other day with Roy, Randy Moss will be in studio. Nope, not the horse racing Randy Moss. The Randy Moss. Straight cash, homie. And he's talking chicken. Supposedly he's got a new chicken restaurant opening up. I believe here in Philadelphia. We're still ironing out some details. I'll have all of it for you more tomorrow. But Friday at 4.30, Randy Moss will be here in studio. Text to Jansen, text to Powers, text to everybody that said, yo, I know Fridays are a little bit more lackadaisical around here. Uh, this one, we got to bring it because we're going to have straight up, I mean, like I said, this is King stuff right now. Randy is like Randy Moss was everything. Uh, and, and that's a guy that's wheelhouse. I said John, John Cruck was wheelhouse because of my baseball love. Randy Moss is wheelhouse for me from Marshall, the whole Florida State and Notre Dame stuff, to what he did in the professional ranks as far as with Minnesota, Madden, the Patriots, what he finished his career with the Raiders, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't think he played for anybody else. I don't believe so. But 
And then, you know, of course, what we know with uh, Ran Yu, which was the 30 for 30, which was tremendous. Monday Night Countdown, which I don't believe he's doing this year. A lot of ESPN changes. But the Randy Moss will be in studio on Friday with us. And we're fired up. It's going to be a lot of fun. All right. Daily ticket rolling out. Roy Burton. Let's talk some football with Roy on the other side. And the first question I'm going to hit him with is start, sit, cut. Start, bench, cut. Rookie quarterback edition, all things fantasy. Your drafts are upcoming. We got Roy Burton coming your way next to talk a little bit about QB rankings, rookie quarterback expectations, the recent injuries, and news in the league. Of course, Saquon finally getting that deal done. And on the flip side, over to Vegas, Josh Jacobs saying, I'm holding out. Where are they at when it comes to ADP? Uh, all things Roy Burton and fantasy football on the other side. It's Daily Ticket here on a Wednesday. More after this. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.